The following program may contain views, ideas, and opinions that have been produced by the hosts and their guests and are not reflective of Quixie 98.3 or Sky Tower Communications. For questions, comments, and concerns, email us at news at wqxe.com. Good morning, I'm Zach Epperson. As the Commonwealth of Kentucky and other states around the country continue to reopen, more and more cases of COVID-19 have begun to appear. And so as some of these cases continue to rise, we thought it'd be a good idea to give our friends over at the Lincoln Trail District Health Department a call to get an update on how the area is responding to COVID-19. So I am joined on the phone this morning by the Public Information Officer at the Lincoln Trail District Health Department, Terry Bergen. Terry, how are you doing this morning? Doing well. Thank you so much. And so uh, we'll get right into it. It's been a couple weeks since we've uh, talked with the uh, folks over at the health department, but we wanted to see this morning, kind of get a little bit of an update on how things are going uh, in the battle against COVID-19. So uh, Terry, I'll just kind of open up the floor to you and uh, start off with a pretty uh, general question. H- how is thing, How uh, how is uh, the battle against COVID-19 in the Lincoln Trail District Health Department area? We are still in the fight. And we will probably be in the fight against COVID for quite a while. Um, one of the things that we've no- we're noticing is because you know, as you know, Zach, we track data quite a bit, um, and we've noticed in the month of June that our cases have increased by 57% uh, within our service area. So that includes all of our all of the six counties that Lincoln Trail District Health Department. Um, services or our service area. And what, what what do you all at the health department uh, contribute that to? I know, you know, uh, when I talked to you all last, we'd mentioned some things about Memorial Day and possibly seeing a spike after that. But is it related to pe- is it related to uh, events going on or is it just people kind of getting I know people have coined it COVID fatigue? Yeah, I mean, I think when when we looked at it from Memorial Day to about the beginning of June, uh, we, we saw about a 37% increase in COVID cases. And then for the whole month of June, we've seen the 57%. And I think it's uh, uh, not just one thing, but many things that kind of contribute to the spread of, uh, of the virus. One is um, as things begin to slowly reopen or, or, you know, go full blast on the reopening, people have a tendency to want to go out more. It's really nice outside. Uh, but one of the things that we're seeing, some of the things that we're seeing is that when people are outside, they're not wearing their mask. They're not uh, physically distancing. They're not doing the, the six feet or more. And we feel like that is just a recipe for the increase in cases. The other thing, too, is that we are testing more, right? So our area is testing more, but we're finding these cases, what people have to keep in mind is that increased testing is basically finding cases that are already in the community. COVID-19 is is community spread, uh, and and it's throughout the community. So we will find these cases. Testing basically finds what we already know, which is that COVID-19 is in the community, and people still need to wear their masks. They still need to physically distance. They still need to wash their hands. All of that stuff is still in play. All of those preventive measures are still very important. 
You know, that, that was, uh, that's an interesting uh, uh, point. I say that because we had talked to you uh, in a news function earlier last week about uh, 100 days since COVID. It had been 100 days last Sunday, as a matter of fact, since Hardin County recorded their first uh, case. And so uh, just kind of wondering, you had said in there that, you know, the, the reopening process, that doesn't mean we're back to normal, right? That's exactly right. Back to normal, oh, reopening does not equate to uh, pre-COVID-19 activities. We will probably not get back to pre-COVID-19 activities for a long while yet. Um, we are still, they're still looking for a vaccine. Um, that will give us a little bit more of a solid footing when that is available and we can provide that vaccine to individuals uh, to get them immunized against this virus. But until then, we have to do these simple things, and they are really simple to do. Uh, what I really want to stress here is that with the mask wearing it really is more about who you are protecting. Um, I realize that they can be a little bit hot, the breathing, they can be a little bit comfortable, especially with the temperatures being in the 80s and 90s. But when you wear your mask, you are protecting the people that you come in contact with. And when they wear theirs, they protect you. So it's almost like this requires teamwork. In order to help reduce this virus, you have to care about your neighbor, your community, your loved ones. You got to put that mask on and you got to stay more than six feet apart. You know, that, this is an interesting point. It kind of feeds back into what Governor Bashir has talked about for the long time. Team Kentucky to coming together and to to fight this one because, like you said, it's not uh, it's not just a one person thing. It's a teamwork. It is. It really is. Now, one of the other things I want to stress is that. Now that we, we're, we're, we're really digging down into this data, we're starting to know an increase, see an increase in the number of people who are asymptomatic. And so, so those are the individuals that don't have symptoms or have very mild symptoms so that you can kind of like, oh, this is really nothing. They don't really attribute it to COVID-19. So what we're seeing is that for those, those people, for that section of people who have no symptoms, 60% of those people are between the ages of 40 to 69. So we were a little surprised at that. And I don't know if that will surprise uh, other people or not. But, but in our counties, individuals between 40 to 69 are the bulk of the individuals walking around asymptomatic. Do you all have uh, any kind of uh, uh, rationale behind why that might be? That, you know, things continue to evolve. With the COVID-19, we may have a better, better explanation as we go along and learn more. But the initial data, and as I mentioned, we're just starting to see these new cases where more in our community who are getting tested are testing, uh, going to get tested and have no symptoms at all. Uh, but as things progress, we'll keep you updated on what we find. Absolutely. And you'd mentioned something there, and I wanted to get back to it, testing. And you'd mentioned earlier you're testing more people. Talk a little bit about that. Do you all know what the testing capacity is right now uh, for the for the area? Uh, a lot of people ask us if uh, how we're involved in the testing piece. So uh, they want to know the negative, who's being tested negative and who's being tested, who tests positive. We receive all of the positive tests. So the one individuals who are being tested, who test negative, we don't receive that information or a lot of that information. So it, we don't, uh, so we only have a piece of the puzzle. Do, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Absolutely. We, have to, we just have a piece of that. 
Um, what we are trying to do, though, we are trying to kind of reach out and, and find out who is testing within all of our communities so that we can see uh, what, uh, how many in each area is testing, and that will give us a better idea of how many, what our testing capacity is within our six counties. But we are in the process of doing that. We don't have that document yet. I wanted to kind of start where we kind of, I guess, ended last time with the last update we had with you all. Um, What new information have you all gotten since that point in regards to a vaccine or better treatment options or or just any guidelines? What we are hearing is that, uh, you know, from the experts, the national experts, is that maybe by the end of the year, the beginning of 2021, we may have uh, a vaccine, may. I'm pretty sure I heard the FDA um, administrator speak this morning on the news that there are over 120 different treatments that are going through FDA right now, treatments, vaccines that are going through the system. So it's very robust as far as people looking for cures for this virus is what I'm trying to say. Uh, But we're still not there yet. So we have to get through this winter. We have to get through potentially the, 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 the first part of the next year. And maybe by then we will have a vaccine that may be ready for usage. Um, there are some medicines. There is a medicine that is, is promising. And, of course, you know about the, um, the plasma, the convalescent um, yes. plasma is the word I'm looking for, where a lot of individuals who are sick or receive the antibodies, because that's what it is, antibodies from individuals who have had COVID-19, and they can provide that plasma to individuals who are seriously ill. And it is, it is showing very uh, a, a lot of promising in, in, in helping individuals to uh, shorten the, the course of the illness and then to, of course, cure it. Last thing I have for you, Terry, and I've been wondering about this because you, you mentioned the fall and the winter. Uh, right now, prognosticating a little bit, what does the outlook look like? Uh, you know, obviously, through, we know we need to get through this summer, but what about the fall and the winter? Are we expecting a second wave? And I know here there might not be a definitive answer. If things continue as, as they are, yes. I would say that if, if, if individuals, if people do not heed, because you know, right now our cases are increasing in the United States uh, as we speak. Every day when I get up to listen to the news, I'm hearing that the, ca- the cases within the United States have increased because, and then you see pictures in the news about people congregating uh, at these at, at large areas, at, at areas they're having these large gatherings and they're not wearing their mask and they're, they're not physically distancing. If individuals don't do the right thing, there is definitely going to be another wave of COVID-19. I can't say it enough, uh, Zach, we're going to be battling this for a while regardless. I think people need to hunker down and, and, and come to a frame of mind that they, they're just going to have to wear that mask a little bit longer. They're going to have to do the physical distance a little bit longer. They're going to have to wash their hands a little bit longer. And that's what they're going to have to do in order to keep people safe, that they know and people in uh, their community. Like you said earlier, it's it's a team team effort right now to yes. help battle this. Absolutely. Well, Terry Bergen, a public information officer with the Lincoln Trail District Health Department, joining us this morning. Terry, as always, it's great hearing from you. And thank you so much for the information. You're welcome, Zach, anytime. Don't forget you can listen to this forum or past forums online at wqxc.com by clicking the Media tab. For Quixie 98.3, I'm Zach Epperson.